You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Well, 5-0. and I suppose I won't be better until we're 6-0. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I'm I'm going to the game next week in College Station first time out there, so really? I'm looking forward to that. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the week. Um, also want to let everybody know, thank you so much for making Locked on Bama your first listen every day. Uh, we are free and available on all platforms, as you know. Please spread the good word. We would appreciate that. Um, and we have had some listeners because we actually had a guy on Twitter uh, come after us pretty good for uh, – <laughs> Uh, what he considered hating on Slade Bolden. We'll talk about that in a minute. I may come up with a Did new we? segment called Twi- Twitter Tuesdays, where like we answer some Twitter stuff or respond to Twitter stuff. Uh, but Michaelicious, at Michaelicious, I don't think you listen to the podcast enough if you think that uh, we're hating on anybody. But anywho, uh, Alabama gets a big win over Ole Miss, 42-21. to 21. It was really more like 42-7. to 7. Um as I'm getting, I, I get phone Slade. calls just as soon Probably as we Slade. start this. Probably was Slade. That? Probably Slade. He was Michaelicious. Threatening to kick our ass. Threatening to kick our ass. Oh, he would kick our ass. That is uh, undeniable. Um, I feel better about my chances with Michaelicious, but. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't out running Slade, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, anywho. Alabama did win 42 to 21. They should have won early 42 to 7 or even more points. I mean, this was a uh, rather bizarre game. It, it, the uh, Jimmy, you went to the game, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. The score, the score was not indicative of the game. We, 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 really, slaughtered, we really slaughtered them uh, before some uh, fourth quarter fatigue and uh, maybe some officiating sort of made the scoreboard a little closer than the game itself was. You know that that's that was kind of my my take in terms of the score. We we beat them worse than forty two twenty one. No, I totally agree. Uh, that is the truth. Um, and you know, it, it was just bizarre in the sense that Lane Kiffin's pregame uh, popcorn statement, throwing of the headphones. I mean, what the hell was that? It's weird because. Mike Wilbon, pardon the interruption, called Lane Kiffin a clown earlier in the week. And including me, I think most everybody defended Lane Kiffin like, hey, people can change. He's gotten better. And then he goes out and does that. And we're like, okay, sorry, Wilbon. Maybe he is a clown because that was sort of a shit move. Um, but whatever. Uh, and then it's it was bizarre in the sense that um, he kept going for it on fourth down. And look, I, I kind of get it. I mean, there's that philosophy from that that weirdo coach out in the middle of nowhere that goes for it, like doesn't ever punt, always onside kicks, all that stuff. But, you know, you're in the SEC lane and you're you're undefeated. And your defense was better than it was last year. Still not very good, but it was better than last year. And we've got a lot of inexperience. What did you think was going to happen going forward on fourth all the time, especially on your own 30-yard line? What in the world is going on there? Yeah, I thought really uh, it's like this. Lane Lane believed Ole Miss would win, 
the game last year was close, and he really coached the game like he was a five-touchdown underdog, not a two-touchdown underdog. I mean, he, 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 he went into the game with a nothing-to-lose uh, sense the entire game. I, was like, I mean, going for him fourth down never really bothers me, depending on, but it, it has to be about field position. Football, play calling, going for him fourth down, that is all risk versus reward. It certainly seemed like he was taking all the risk with very little reward. And, uh, again, he, he was coaching that game like it was, uh, uh, you know, the, the movie Hoosiers, and he was a little tiny hickory going up against, you know, uh, IMG Academy. And <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I thought it was bizarre. And his pre, the pregame interview with uh, Jamie Erdahl was uh, embarrassing. I suppose Ole Miss doesn't get embarrassed like some of the other schools around the league might, but I just know. I guess I'm just too Alabama. I guess I I, I would have been embarrassed. That was embarrassing. No, I I totally agree. Um, Jimmy, let me go ahead and tell everybody about Prize Picks. PrizePicks.com, or you can go to their award-winning app. Use promo code Locked On. You'll get a hundred percent bonus up up to one hundred dollars. Uh, this is a lot of fun. You could have taken, you know, Matt Corral under X amount of yards versus Bryce Young uh, over X amount of yards and made some money. If you go to prizepicks.com or go to their award-winning app, as I mentioned, you can get it on Apple Store. You can get it on the Android Store, wherever you want it, wherever you get your apps, you can get the Prize Pick app, and it is awesome. Prizepicks.com. This is a lot of fun. It's so easy. It's so easy to do this, and you can set it all up in like 60 seconds. I mean, there's 60 seconds, man. Go do it. Um, prize picks, you'll love it. It's a lot of fun. It's a way to stay engaged in the game throughout. That That's one thing that's really great about it. And you can make a lot of money doing this if you know what you're doing. And a lot of you guys that listen to our podcast, you know what you're doing because you're listening to our podcast. Hello. Anyway, prizepicks.com, prize picks, award-winning app. Go check them out ASAP. Also, I want to tell you about Made In. Look. How does your favorite restaurant consistently make such delicious food? The short answer is they have access to the right kitchen tools. With Made In's professional quality cookware and kitchenware, anyone is capable of making restaurant quality food at home. If you're serious about cooking, you should invest in your kitchen tools like Made In cookware. Made In's cookware and kitchenware products are used by thousands of the world's best chefs. I have tried their stuff here. They sent me a knife as a um, sample. It's awesome. It is so great. Uh, We love it. And, you know, you say, oh, it's just a knife. No, I'm telling you, if you use better tools, you'll get better results. I usually, I've always been sort of a, had a bachelor mentality about some of this stuff. Yeah, I'll just cut it, whatever I got to cut it with. But then they send me this knife and like, all of a sudden my stuff looks good. My, my, the, the things I use to cut are, are looking good and edible versus all chopped up and looking like I just yanked them apart. But right now, Made In is offering our listeners 15% off your first order with promo code Locked On. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Made In products. Go to madeincookware.com backslash locked on. Use promo code Locked On for 15% off that order. That's madeincookware.com backslash locked on. Use promo code Locked On. You will absolutely love this. All right, Jimmy, um, let's talk about some of the individual performances here. First of all, I want to say this. Uh, Matt Corral is really good. Okay, Uh, we shut him down about as well as you can shut him down. Um, But he's a really, really good player. I'm going to be excited when he leaves next year. Yeah, he is a good player. Uh, I think he was as well. I mean, this this is how good Corral is. 
we took him out of the Heisman race, I think, for at least now. For at least now. He's going to have to do something spectacular to get back in it. We took him out of the Heisman race. We significantly reduced his productivity. He had his worst game in quite a while, and he was still 21 of 26. I mean, it wasn't like we had him throwing incompletions. I think what we did was we just sort of took away the chunk play and left him kind of dinking and dunking all over the place. It was just kind of dink, 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 you know, short throw, short, short throw. We kept everything in front of us, uh, and, we, and we just kind of took away that deep ball that he was killing us with a year ago. Uh, and and we, when we sort of hemmed him up, he, he was impressive athletically while at the same time not uh, making any back-breaking plays with his legs. So we contained Corral. Uh, he didn't beat us. Uh, but at the same time, he was 21 of 26 and, and looked like an impressive player. Uh, I, I think he's an intriguing evaluation for the NFL guys. And it, we're too far out. But if the number one pick in the draft is a quarterback, right now we, we can't say that it's not going to be Corral. That's how good he is. I, I, I don't think – as much as we may have cost him a Heisman, I don't think Alabama cost him a shot at being the number one pick. No, I agree with that. I mean, I totally agree with that. And let's also remember he did have one of his better receivers out for the game. Um, how about Brian Robinson? I think that's where you start here. He has uh, got an opportunity to be SEC Player of the Week. Four touchdowns, um, what, 170 yards plus or minus 36 carries. I mean, that is bananas considering the running back room we have and the platoon system we've been using that one of the guys gets 36 carries. Now, Jason McClellan's going to be out for a while. It looks like don't have official word on that injury as of this recording, but um, it doesn't look good. And that's, that's bad news that we can talk about later. I'm, I'm really concerned about that, Jimmy, very, very much concerned about that. Um, but Brian Robinson, man, he did all he could possibly do. He is not ever going to break an 80-yarder. I just don't see that happening. But, man, if you need three yards, you give it to him, he's going to get you three and a half. That's just the way it is. Now, I say that, and then he didn't get that fourth and one late in the game, but that was his 36th carry, so let's cut him a slap. Let's cut him some slap. Um, I'm really, really happy for a guy like him, Tuscaloosa Kid, who has bided his time. He has, you know, sat patiently. And then he gets the opportunity. And I thought it was very cool for us um, as a team that normally loves play action from from the short uh, and goal to, uh, you know, do like a tight end or something like that, throw it to a tight end versus give it to a running back at this point to let him get those four touchdowns versus just letting Bryce Young. Bryce Young could have gotten those touchdowns, passing it to Billingsley or Latu or whatever. And uh, so I'm really, really happy for B-Rock. Absolutely. Uh, to me, he was the star of the game more so than Bryce, which is saying something because Bryce is the star of the game pretty much every week. But, but to me, it was Brian Robinson, uh, career highs and everything across the board. Uh, and, gosh, we could probably do the whole show on it. The number one thing of all the things to be happy about with Brian is, look, Nick even said himself in the postgame, we had a specific game plan here. And the game plan here was to use some clock on our offensive possessions. Last year, we were scoring so quickly against Ole Miss, we were putting our defense in a bad spot. They, they couldn't even catch their breath because the offense was scoring in three snaps. So the game plan going in was, let's use some clock. Let's keep stuff on the ground. We still need to score points. 
but let's score points using more clock. So the idea was obviously give it to our best ball control back and see if we can control the game that way. And boy, did we. Uh, and, and that was 100% due to Brian Robinson. Uh, he is getting better blocking. We'll talk about the improved offensive line momentarily. But, uh, but it was B-Rob's game. I hope he's SEC player of the week. He totally would deserve it. And I, I would go so far as to say, hey, you know, Bryce is the flash of this team. Bryce is all the flash. Bryce is, 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 is still, uh, and as of this week, I'm sure, leading uh, the Heisman race. But the heart and soul of the team may be Brian Robinson. This this team plays hard because of Brian Robinson. No, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, and I think he can. We've been looking for another like more of a vocal leader or lead by example guy. Because here's the thing: Bryce is immensely talented. Man, that's another thing. He's so cool and poised. I know he threw a pick, and it was a it was a bad decision. I mean, okay, sue him. He's 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 had one bad decision since he's been starting this year. But the throw he made to the right hash to Mechie for a first down was just ridiculous. I mean, how does he have so much power in that little body to uh, throw these beautiful spirals? Um, it's, it's crazy. He's, he's so accurate. Um, he played so well, just so poised. Um, but he is he's so talented and, and so, um, so cool that I think that um, it's – he doesn't necessarily fire anybody up. He fires us, the fans, up. But I'm not sure he fires the team up. See, B-Rob, though, is the kind of guy that when he took – he had like a 20-yard run where he took four Ole Miss guys for a ride. And that was one of those things where people were like, oh, oh, damn, that's 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 hardcore. That's nothing but effort. That's not talent. That's effort and strength and weight room. And, you know, Bryce Young, I'm not belittling him. Please don't think that. He's – He's crazy good, and he's just so good and so poised that it's just like um, he's not a rah-rah guy. But B-Rob is a rah-rah guy by example, and I think that this inexperienced team couldn't really use that. That's exactly right. Yeah, I like that take. Bryce is is, uh, is a leader. He's a natural leader, and he's a real quarterback, and real quarterbacks are leaders. But he's also from Southern California – and I mean that just to describe his ad, his attitude, his personality. Uh, Bryce is a laid-back person. Uh, so he's not ever going to be the in-your-face Tom Brady, you know, who, who's ironically from California, uh, but from another part. Uh, he, you know, Brady's fiery. Uh, Bryce is just laid-back. And, and, and I think it's, it's not going to be the, the in-your-face fire up physicality type thing that, that we're used to uh, in the South. But, but B-Rob does provide that because he, he plays tough. It, it's the first word to describe Brian's skill set and what he brings to the team and what he brings to the game. That dude is tough. And uh, that sort of stuff can be contagious. And, and the offensive line is getting better. And, and maybe they like blocking for, blocking for Brian, who does so much of the damage himself but the offensive line is getting better i i don't think that they're getting better in leaps and bounds and it's like wow you don't even recognize this group from the first game no i think it's a situation where they're a little better every week and they took another step this game completely dominating an sec defense not only on the ground but up the middle between the tackles we just dominated the tackle box and no matter what Ole Miss did to stack people in there 
we were still making enough room for Brian to have a 176-yard day and for the other backs to be productive as well. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Built Bar. Built.com is where you want to go to check out these delicious, nutritious Built Bars. Uh, I talk about them all the time. They sent us these chocolate cookie chunk whatevers. They're awesome. I mean, you they're, can have them. Good. And really good. I've had them. They're oh, good. they're just melting your mouth. I mean, they're just delicious. Um, it, it's like there's a party in your mouth and everybody's coming. Um, it, it's fantastic. Um, it, it's just it really a great way to maintain or lose weight. Good for a keto or a keto diet, as we've talked about on this podcast several times. Go to built.com. Check these out. Built bar covered in chocolate. Absolutely delicious. You cannot beat them. It's like having a Snickers that you don't have to feel guilty about. Low in carbs, low in calories, low in sugar, low in everything, but high in taste. I'm serious. Go check out built.com, order some, use promo code locked on, get that discount. Promo code locked on at built.com, built bar. These things are awesome. You will not regret having them. You will order them several times. The only thing I'd say, don't order them once if you don't want to order them a bunch. Because I'm telling you, when you order them, you're going to get them a lot. Because Built Bars are fantastic. Built.com. All right, Jimmy. Um, we, Boy, I, I'm going to not talk about Will Anderson because we could, <laughs> we could have just a Will Anderson podcast. Like, okay, the, and the whole really? podcast could just be you and me going, hey, Will Anderson's awesome. What do you think about Will Anderson? Isn't he awesome? I mean, he's, he's I'd so be like, good. yeah, he's awesome. I'd be like, yeah, he's, he's awesome. And we just do that for 30 minutes. And we, you know, we wouldn't be awesome wrong. Built bar. we'd never be we wrong be that one time. That's right. That's right. Um, I'll go back to the Slade Bolden thing for a second. Uh, again, we, uh, when Slade Bolden had a couple of nice catches and one of our loyal listeners said, hey, Slade Bolden must be listening to the podcast because I think you and I both made the point that, look, Maybe at this point, it's uh, Slade's got a role on this team. There's no doubt. I think he's, you know, we, he's a, a great outlet guy. But yep. we kind of wanted to see JoJo Earl maybe take more of his time in the slot uh, to to make bigger plays because I don't think we're going out on a limb saying JoJo Earl is more dynamic than Slade Bolden. I don't think anybody's going to dispute that. Now, saying that doesn't mean we're hating on Slade Bolden. I like Slade Bolden a lot. I think he's a good player. But I also think JoJo Earl is dynamic, and I, I would like to see him get a few more opportunities there. Now, he didn't have a – you know, he didn't set the world on fire against Ole Miss, but that's okay. And Slade Bolden made some huge catches for Alabama in this Ole Miss game. But I think it was yeah. a far cry from hating on Slade Bolden. Agreed? Yeah, I think, I think what we're saying was Slade – the reason Slade plays so much and the reason he's going to continue to play – the number one reason is they trust him. He is dependent. He's a dependable player. That's what made that that drop in the end zone against Florida almost painful, because it's like, oh, here's the one thing that Slade really brings to the table. It would be like, you know, Jamison Williams. What does he bring? He is lightning fast. If Jamison Williams on a play got run down by somebody's third string walk on and run down, we'd be going. Well, holy crap, I guess Jamison's not fast anymore. I mean, to me, it's kind of like the same thing with Slade dropping that ball. It's like, wow, Slade is so dependable. That was a crazy drop. And I think that's what we're talking about. Like, Slade, man, if you're not going to make that play, then why are you playing? Because that that's what you do. 
You know, that that's number one for him. And he showed again, I think, against Ole Miss how dependable he is. No drops. He makes the play when, when it's thrown to him. He gets open. I think he's a good third-down player. I think he's uh, critical to the makeup of the team. He's just probably not a guy uh, that's going to be your wide receiver one. I mean, not in the SEC. I don't think he's that type of player or that level of player. There's nothing wrong with that. Hey, Slade Bolden might be a critical part of the offense on back-to-back national championship teams. That makes him a damn fine football player, if you ask me. Let me throw this out there, okay? I think he played – he played a lot of positions in high school. I mean, he might have played running back quarterback. and quarterback, didn't he? Yep, quarterback, yep. Okay. Yeah, quarterback, so, and he played running back, true. Okay. Why can't Slade be a third down back now? I think that's something that uh, we're, we're – I'm sure we're going to talk about it soon, but we're, we're, right running, we're like running low on running backs now in the sense that – I mean, B-Rob, you know, he had the banged up ribs, but he's apparently fine. Uh, you know, and and now Jace McClellan is probably out for the year. I mean, we haven't heard that, and I'm, I'm probably getting ahead of myself there. But but he's prop. We're probably going to hear he tore his ACL and is out for the year. So now Roy Dell's second team back, and that's fine. I, I like Roy Dell, and I think Roy Dell will do well in that role, even though it's a giant promotion for him. Roy Dell going from hey, let's see if this guy's good enough to play to hey, you're the second, you're the second back, which means He's going to play a ton, uh, and that's fine. But Trey, Trey is just not a hundred percent. That doesn't mean Trey won't play, and that doesn't mean that Trey Sanders isn't going to have a role going forward. But he's not a hundred percent. We haven't seen Kamar Wheat in a single snap, and 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 from what we understand, that's a hundred percent due to health. So Kamar just may not be able to play. So my point is, and I brought this up on the on three message board uh, just this morning is that, hey, look, if, uh, if Trey's banged up and Kamar can't go, are we going to have to consider moving someone to running back? Which is so rare that that would happen on a great team midseason that you need a position change, and, and it's sort of critical at a critical position like running back. But I think, Luke, it's probably something that's being discussed in the staff room I don't know that it's going to happen until somebody else gets hurt maybe, but as you bring up Slade, I think Slade Bolden would be on the short list of candidates to be that guy. He played running back in high school. He'd be small for the position, but he's a tough guy. And I think the biggest thing about playing running back at this level is you got to pick up the blitz on third down. Uh, Slade has the experience and the toughness to where I think he could pull it off. And uh, certainly could make plays, and then as a threat, catching the ball out of the backfield for damn sure. So, I think Slade would be on the short list of guys that they would consider moving to running back. Yeah, and I like him as you know. Obviously, if it's more like a third and seven or longer kind of thing, where he's a nice outlet and and fast enough, and also since he has some running experience. I mean, he could be the kind of guy that gets one of those Roy Upchurch draws against Georgia in the blackout game in a surprise moment. So, yeah, I I, I kind of like that idea. That was my first thought when I heard about Jace, um, which is just awful news. I really hate it for him. But it is a golden opportunity for Roydell Williams. By the way, shout out to the uh, unofficial um, Alabama coaches on YouTube. I know a lot of you guys watch them. 
absolutely awesome stuff and hilarious. Uh, they made me laugh out loud where they talked about, um, they said they called him Roydell Rotel Williams. He will dip on you. Okay, that that's that's good. I wish I had thought of that. That is fantastic. Um, <laughs> one other thing, Jimmy, before we go, uh, did did my eyes deceive me? Now, I was at the game, too, and I have not been able to rewatch it yet. Did my eyes deceive me? Was Christian Story on on the field on that fourth and short uh, near the goal line on Ole Miss's first drive? Was he on the field then? On the first drive? If that's yes. the case, I didn't and see. And if he was, I think it's great. No, it's great, and I'd be all for it. I've been telling people all along, Christian Story is a good player. Don't, 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 don't forget about Christian Story because he's he's gonna be a starter at Alabama at some point. I did not see him. I thought you were about to ask me if Christian came in for Jordan Battle when Battle was hurt uh, late in the second half, and Battle had to leave and even go to the locker room. Uh, I, I don't recall off the top of my head who came in for him. I assume three or two, but. Uh, now I didn't see Christian Story, but uh, you're not going to surprise me if if, it, if this is verified that that actually happened because Christian is good enough where he should be playing, in my opinion. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for this Ole Miss wrap up podcast. Thanks again to all of our listeners for making us the first podcast you listen to when it comes to Alabama football. Really appreciate you guys so much, and we will be back tomorrow to talk more about this game talk about Alabama and the NFL, talk about recruiting, and talk about the Texas A&M game coming up and uh, just go around the SEC. There were some weird, wild games in the SEC this past weekend. Can't wait to talk about all of them. Until then, though, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.